0: Good morning from the Protoss newsroom. The date today is Tuesday the 22nd of December and you're listening to the last episode of the Protoss Daily for the year 2020. Don't worry though because we'll be back again in January to bring you the latest from our daily briefings. These are the main headlines this morning. The Security Exchange Commission has officially accused Ripple Labs of selling $1.3 billion in unregistered securities over seven years. Bitcoin's volatility is bringing huge returns for Wall Street's data-driven quant funds, and Ledger's CEO does his best to reassure customers that its devices are totally secure moving forward. At the present time, Bitcoin is trading at $23,800 dollars, up 2.6% in the past 24 hours. Monero is the best performing top 20 asset in the past day, up 9%, while Ripple the worst, down over 27%. We're back again with Ripple Labs and its struggle with the Security Exchange Commission, as the worst is confirmed for Ripple CEO, Brad Garlinghouse. Charges have now been filed against the fintech company, Garlinghouse and co-founder Christian Larsen over what authorities say is $1.3 billion of unregistered security sales sustained over the past seven years. In addition to that billion, the Security Exchange Commission also says Garlinghouse and Larsen exchanged billions of XRP for labor and other market-making services and even personally dumped $600 million worth of the cryptocurrency, all which should have been registered with the Security Exchange Commission. Stephanie Ivarkian, director of the Security Exchange Commission's Enforcement Division, said in a press release, We allege that Ripple, Larsen and Garlinghouse failed to register their ongoing offer and sale of billions of XRP to retail investors, which deprived potential purchasers of adequate disclosures about XRP and Ripple's business, and other important long-standing protections that are fundamental to our robust public market system. Founded by Jed McCaleb and Chris Larsen, Ripple has been around since 2012 and was created to facilitate cross-border payments. McCaleb left the project in 2013 and went on to fork the project to create Stellar Lumens, and he himself has been dumping millions of dollars worth of his own XRP stash regularly since then. As for Garlinghouse, he called the suit fundamentally wrong as a matter of law and fact. However, many industry insiders have long held that Ripple Labs fulfills this criteria as a security, with separate civil lawsuits piling up from disgruntled investors who share the Security Exchange Commission's disapproval. XRP is still down more than 80% since its peak in early 2018, despite doubling since November. However, the news that the Security Exchange Commission is out for blood has caused the token to drop over 40% in a matter of days, dashing hopes that the asset might follow Bitcoin and hit a new all time high anytime soon. While the situation looks grim, it's still unclear just how severe any punishment might be. The Security Exchange Commission is seeking fines and disgorgement, meaning that Ripple Labs could end up having to pay back some of the cash it's raised so far. But, considering the ringleaders of previously billion dollar unregistered crypto sales have ended up paying peanuts to settle their cases, it's anyone's guess how far the Security Exchange Commission decides to go this time. The CEO of embattled crypto wallet maker Ledger appeared on the popular What Bitcoin Did podcast yesterday to express regret over the devastating hack that exposed a quarter of a million of its customers to cybercrime. Pascal Gautier assured customers that Ledger devices are safe, despite the huge data leak, and promised to keep the community updated on any developments in the case, So far, authorities haven't formally announced any leads. Earlier this year, hackers raided Ledger's servers, stealing a treasure trove of sensitive data, including names, phone numbers and physical mailing addresses of customers. The French company initially claimed that just 9,500 users had been affected but that number has now expanded to more than 277,000 after the full version of the database wound up online over the weekend. Since word broke of the attack, some victims have posted to Reddit claiming that scammers have already started contacting them with threatening messages. Ledger says it hired a new chief information security officer, who will start nearly six months after the attack happened. But angry customers already feel this is a little too late, with some threatening the company with multi-million dollar lawsuits. Gautier also shot down any possibility of disgruntled users getting any sort of refund for their ledger devices, saying that they're using the money to beef up their security practices and reiterating that their vaults are more secure now than ever before. A number of Tor sites belonging to the world's largest illegal online payments card broker, Joker's Stash, went offline yesterday, less than a week after its blockchain-powered domains were targeted by US authorities. An ongoing and coordinated operation by the FBI and Interpol took down and seized four of its DNS sites last week. However. This latest outage is more than likely caused by the site's operators themselves, rather than those seeking to shut it down. Joker stash usually avoids the attentions of the authorities by operating from several different domains, including ones kept alive by a decentralised blockchain network. But last Friday, a number of seizure banners appeared on four of its sites, severely disrupting user activity. Representatives were quick to reassure its clientele that any disruption would be temporary and went to great lengths to point out that all blockchain versions of the site would be back to work soon, and promised Tor versions of the site remained unaffected. However, as of Monday, the Tor versions of the site were unavailable. But what might seem like a big win for the feds may, according to cybersecurity experts, be a temporary blip at most with Joker's stash absence from the dark web likely temporary, while the owners move a number of sites to new servers. Joker's stash has been in business since 2014 and is the world's biggest purveyor of stolen payment info, and while there's no exact details as to how much money has flowed through the platform overall, details of around 43 million payments have shown up on Joker's stash in the past 12 months. Bitcoin's rediscovered volatility is attracting computer-powered quant funds to crypto, with some raking in loads of cash by trading out the market in recent months. One quant insider told Bloomberg that the crypto fund Cambrian, which manages some $35 million, is up around 120% this year after employing a careful strategy prioritising scaling back investment rather than buying more. This protected the fund against Bitcoin's 25% slide at the start of the coronavirus pandemic in March, and has been paying off ever since. Quant funds rely on high-tech algorithms to flag out and act on trade signals, the overarching idea being that the market follows certain trend lines that can be exploited for profit. They've been around for decades, but gained significant popularity in 2017 after a handful of big players launched their own funds focused on traditional stock markets. But the algorithms found it particularly tough to analyse trades as the world shut down due to Covid, causing Wall Street's CO2 to withdraw its $350 million stock-focused quant from the market in April and closed down the project altogether a few months later. It indeed looks like crypto might be the next big challenge for quants. Earlier this year, analysts found quantitative data-driven analysis to be the most common crypto hedge fund strategy, with Bloomberg noting quants accounted for around half of the $2 billion industry as of last year. One Hong Kong-based quant trader told reporters, quote, "'The crypto markets are more volatile, and the platforms are less trustworthy at some level, there are a lot more low-hanging fruits that exist if you're strategic. And now for something a little more breezy. Sailors are now racing across Italy and Hong Kong for a Bitcoin prize pool, courtesy of the race's sponsor. The Liberty Bitcoin Youth foiling World Cup backed by Liberty Bitcoin Fund, will take place in three stages over the course of 12 months, with the winners heading back to dry land, one whole Bitcoin richer, currently worth around US dollars The Cup, which was originally set to be hosted in Hong Kong before Covid struck, will take place in February next year to January 2022. Earlier this year, crypto exchange Bitstamp sponsored a mountain bike race, awarding a shared 1.5 Bitcoin prize pool to the top three finishers. Thank you for listening. To stay up to date with the latest from the world of crypto, make sure you subscribe to The Protoss Daily on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all of other major podcast providers.